a true crime story and we drink. The following content may be disturbing to some. Discretion is advised. If you choose to enjoy one of our themed margaritas, please ensure that you are of legal drinking age and have fun but drink responsibly. Listen close to this crooked mouth for the story I will tell O. Lived in Mexico by the name of Wenceslao Moguel O. Today's margarita recipe comes from a Margs and Mayhem fan. We're calling it the McCready Spicy. And I'll be honest, I don't normally like spicy things. Um, but today's margarita just seems perfect to pair with a story from Mexico. So I'm going to give it a shot, pun intended. Of course, we started with our tequila, which in this case was one and a half parts silver tequila. To that, we're going to add three quarters of a part of lime juice and the spicy one part ancho reyes chile ancho liqueur. Oh, very fancy, but also spicy. So we shall see. Instead of simple syrup, we are doing three quarters of a part of agave syrup. And lastly, we'll add a half a part of my favorite part, the triple sec. As usual, we shake. And we are going to strain over fresh ice into a tahine rimmed glass. Tahine salt, maybe? I don't know. It was recommended to do salt with chili powder, but I had some of the tahine salt, so I thought, why not go for it? So as Mars and Mayhem has developed over the last six months or so, and thanks for sticking around, I've discovered lots of stories that are really cool and interesting, but just aren't quite as long as most of the things that I do on Marks and Mayhem. It's impossible for these stories to make up a 20 to 30 minute episode. They do deserve to be told though. I definitely don't have time to add any uploads to my schedule. So I've decided that I'm going to try to do the first upload of the month a little bit differently. We're calling them mini mayhems and they'll be nice short stories that you can listen to in a short car ride or I don't know, when you're going to the bathroom, you do you. The Mexican Revolution, which began in 1910 and ended in 1920, was a long and bloody war that involved many different factions. It started as a rebellion against the 30-year-old dictatorship of Porfirio Diaz, but by the end of the revolution, it had many deposed leaders. Some of the most famous names in Mexican history, Emiliano Zapata, Pascal Orozco, and Pancho Villa, are all people that are from this era of history. Pancho Villa, for his part, was one of the most famous Mexican generals of the Mexican Revolution. He was the commander of the Northern Division of the Constitutionalist Army and served as the provisional governor of Chihuahua for a time. Things get complicated, leaders get deposed, and Pancho switches sides or sides switch on him and he ends up being seen as a rebel more than a triumphant victor. There's too much to unpack here for a mini mayhem. 
But that's where history is introduced to an unfortunate Mexican soldier by the name of Wenceslao Moguel. He was 25 years old and fighting under the command of Pancho Villa. Unfortunately, Wenceslao was captured on March 18, 1915 and branded as a traitor. And if you didn't know what they did to traitors during that time, well, he was sentenced immediately and without trial to execution by firing squad. Execution by rifle was sometimes called in the past fusillading. That comes from the French word fusil, which is rifle. It is a common form of execution in the military for obvious reasons. Firing squad execution was the most common way to carry out a death sentence in Mexico, especially during the Mexican Revolution. Because at that moment, Pancho Villa was seen as a traitor, it was only natural that those fighting under him, once captured, should also be considered traitors and should be executed on the spot. And so, Wenceslao faced the firing squad. On that fateful day, 10 soldiers stood in a line facing Wenceslao Mogel. The Federales took their positions, their order, and their shot. The idea was that nine of those 10 soldiers would all fire their weapons at the exact same time. After the first nine took their shot, a 10th soldier, an officer, was to aim at one of Wenceslao's vital organs at close range. He was delivering the coup de grace, or the kill shot. Just in case you're ever on Jeopardy, the translation of coup de grace is blow of mercy. The officer that day chose to fire his kill shot directly into Wenceslao's head. Assuming he was dead, they left. The only thing is, Wenceslao wasn't dead. The legend of Wenceslao Miguel has two differing stories about what happened next. He was either found in a pile of his fellow soldiers' bodies, unconscious but alive, or he crawled three blocks to the church of St. James the Apostle. But either way, Wenceslao survived. The shot to the head, which had gone in just below the cheekbone on the right side of his face and had exited the left side of his face just under his eye, left him pretty severely disfigured, but he survived. Not even the coup de grace could kill Wenceslao Mogel. Honestly, not that much is known about Wenceslao, either before the famous shooting or after. He was discovered in the 1930s by the man himself, Robert Ripley. Ripley had begun telling his tales of the bizarre and unusual through a newspaper panel entitled Ripley's Believe It or Not, but by that point, he'd also had a radio show. Wenceslao was featured in one of those newspaper panels as the executed one, or in Spanish, El Fusilado. On July 16, 1927, he told his tale on the radio show version of Ripley's Believe It or Not. The nickname El Fusilado was his for the rest of his life. Wenceslao Mogel lived the rest of a very full life, dying at the ripe old age of 85 in 1975 in Mexico. So what do you think? 
How does someone survive an execution, especially when it involves nine bullets to the body and one shot straight to the head? Do you think he would have been able to crawl to that church or is the story about him being discovered more believable to you? How does someone survive such a mortal injury, especially to the face and especially in the early 20th century? And are you a Ripley's fan or do you find his stuff a little exploitative? Have you ever been to one of his museums? I mean, I definitely have. In 2005, the Senate of Mexico amended their constitution, which had been ratified in 1917, and formally abolished the use of capital punishment in the entire country of Mexico. The British one-hit wonder band Chumbawamba wrote a song entitled El Fusilado to honor the story of Wenceslao Miguel. And the irony isn't lost on me that their actual only one hit involves the lines, I get knocked down, but I get up again. The song El Fusilado, I must say, is massively catchy, despite the fact that uh, it involves telling the story of a man getting shot 10 times. Hmm. You should definitely check it out. The line that says, heart beat on through the silent guns to the rhythm of life inside me is mm, chef's kiss. And the lines from the beginning of this episode are also from that song. Thanks for hanging out with me. What did you think of the mini mayhem? Is it worth continuing? Let me know in the comment section or by leaving a review on your favorite podcast listening app. I gotta say this margarita was delicious and not too spicy at all. Don't forget to check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, or both. Next week, we head to the world of the wealthy elite in the 1930s and explore the life and tragic sterilization done to one Anne Cooper Hewitt against her will and without her knowledge. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss this episode. And for those of you drinking along, the ingredients for next week's margarita are in the description box. For next week, you're going to need some Champagne. Stand See you next week. And remember, the there are always alternatives to murder. And um, I wish you the same luck if you ever face the fighting squad. They call me El Fusilado. Stand me straight against the nearest wall. Line up your bravest soldiers, oh. Ten good shots, I'll take them all. They call me El Fusilado.